Our next guest is an author, a uh, preacher, and his name is Michael Anthony. He's written the book, A Call for Courage. Good morning, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us on the WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center Talk Line. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Dave. Great to be on your program. Thanks for the privilege. Great to have you too, uh, sir. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about the book, A Call for Courage. Yes, the title is A Call for Courage. The subtitle, Living with Power, Truth, and Love in an Age of Intolerance and Fear, published by Thomas Nelson Publishers, great uh, publishing company. And it's about how to stand up and speak out in what has become a sit-down, shut-up nation. And by sit-down, shut-up nation, I, I think that also uh, implies if you're not speaking the politically correct language, then you need to be quiet. Big time. That's what uh, the radical left wants people to do who are in the middle or on the right. And basically, if you're not radical left, you're the enemy. And uh, they're trying to silence people who disagree with them. So political correctness is sexy now. It's popular. But that doesn't make it right. It's detrimental for the country and detrimental for people of faith and people who love the Constitution in our country. What is a person of faith supposed to do in modern America when many of the things that you believe in your heart and in your soul are held with disdain by uh, pop culture? Great question. And in one way, the more things change, the more they stay the same. What we're experiencing in the United States is really what people of faith uh, have been experiencing since the very beginning of the birth of the Church on the day of Pentecost. So in some sense, we're supposed to do exactly what people of faith, real faith, have done from the beginning, and that is to be true to God, be true to the Scriptures, to walk with Him humbly and yet courageously. That's a big theme of the book, Courageous Humility. And, uh, and in those sense, it's new to us in our country, because I don't think there's ever been this kind of uh, widespread attack against people of faith, people of quote-unquote traditional values, as there is now. So many of us find ourselves reeling. I'm sure many people listening now find themselves reeling, trying to gain their footing of what to do in what seems to be a constant onslaught, a constant barrage against people of faith and people of traditional values. Michael, it's Dave. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for writing this book. I think it's a very important uh, message to get out, although I have not read it. I've just read the preview, but I, th I intend to do mm -hmm. so. Um, sure. One of the things we hear a lot about from those who do not want to talk about faith, spirituality, God, all, all of the above, is that they believe that it violates the uh, concept of the separation, air quotes here, separation of church and state. Can you, mm -hmm. can you address that? Right. The phrase separation of church from state or church and state could have just as easily said separation of state from church. It was a statement that Thomas Jefferson made to the Danbury Baptist Association, and it was in regard to the government staying out of the affairs of the church. And interestingly enough, the phrase separation of church and state does not appear in the Constitution, doesn't appear in the Declaration of Independence, it doesn't appear in the Bill of Rights, and it was never meant to be an infringement, because you think about the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, religion or the free exercise thereof. So it was never meant to separate or divorce the exercise of religion from an American's lifestyle. And the First Amendment is proof of that. It was first on first. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or, and this is often forgot today, forgotten today, 
the free exercise thereof. The First Amendment is first on purpose. It also deals with the freedom of speech and the freedom of assembly, peaceable assembly. If the First Amendment is trashed, as it's being trashed today in the name of political correctness, we don't have America as we've known it. Folks, that's the end of the, the nation as we've known it. So the, the idea of the separation of, ch- of church from state or church and state was to just make sure, understanding the context of how America came to be, that the government did not have a nationalized religion, an official state religion, as England had when the colonists came and escaped from England. They, didn't, they wanted to prevent a repeat scenario. That's, that's what that refers to. But this idea of what it's become today, this 500-pound gorilla, that you can't stand up and speak your mind and live for Jesus Christ, or whatever faith you might have in America, it doesn't just apply to Christians, that idea uh, of what it's become, a 500-pound gorilla, it's not constitutional, nor is it biblical. One of the annoying things to me personally, and I would imagine there's a lot of people who agree with me, is the politi- is how political it has become on the Republican versus Democratic uh, mm-hmm. you know, opposition, that mm-hmm. the uh, Republicans, evangelicals, let's say, uh, have sort of one view of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, and this right. is where you get into pro-life and, you know, all of the social conservatism in the name of mm-hmm. Christ. Yet I must say that I know liberal Democrats who have liberal Democratic views I perceive to be just as much a follower of Jesus Christ and Christianity in general as anyone I know. Can yes. you know? Isn't that sad though that Jesus has to? We always have to put Jesus in either the Republican or Democratic Party. I think it is sad, and it's 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 wrong. And I've been criticized by friends on the far right, or we would consider very conservative, for objectively criticizing some of their political views that are not necessarily biblical views. And I've been certainly criticized by people on the left. I See, this is the thing. I don't think that the Bible or Jesus, we're not called to be, to be neutral when it comes to what the Bible teaches. We're called to be objective. So we shouldn't be looking at things through a party line. Uh, you know, what's, what's the party's position on this? We should be analyzing the party's position based on whether or not it's scriptural. Keep in mind, Jesus was neither a Pharisee nor a Sadducee, the two uh, religious parties of the day. He was Jesus, and he was objective, and he, he, played, he, he called things as they were, and that's what we should be doing today. Is it, um, when, when one reads this book, what would you hope for them to come away with? a good question, and I would want them to come away with understanding what courageous humility looks like and how to practice it in a day and an age where fear and intolerance, what I call reverse intolerance, have run rampant. So I wrote the book as if I was sitting down at a coffee shop across from you, and we were having a discussion about all the new world disorder, as I refer to it, the, the chaos, the the hatred toward people of faith, the hatred and the vehemence toward people of traditional values or historic Judeo-Christian values. And I wanted to be able to comfort you, you know, while we're having this conversation, and not just talk about the problems that we're facing in the country, because I think talk is cheap. I wanted to show you as the reader, as we're having a conversation, how 
to stand up and speak out in the sit-down-shut-up world, how to handle reverse intolerance, how to handle hatred in the name of tolerance, because tolerance actually is the new intolerance today. So it's a how-to manual. That's what uh, Dr. Alveda King referred to it as a practical salt and light manual. And I'm glad that people see it that way. Many, we we have a diverse audience religiously, I believe. We have Protestants and Catholics and Mormons and we and Jehovah Witnesses. We have, I think we run the whole gamut here in terms of people who listen to this. Is this a book for all Christian denominations? This is a book actually for all religions, not just Christianity. And it's a book even for those people who are not religious, but who believe in the freedom of speech and the importance of freedom of speech. And, uh, you know, even even recently there's a, a person who I won't mention their name, but Facebook and social media and Google have gone after them and kicked them off of their platforms because of the views that they share. But I'm concerned about that. Even though I don't share the views of that individual, that organization, and I'm purposely not saying them because I don't want their views to be popular, yet they have a right in a free society to express themselves and not to be censored. I think the the big tech companies now are becoming big brother. They're not just big tech companies, they're big brother. And so my book, A Call for Courage, is not just for people of faith. It's also for people who love freedom. And you might be agnostic, you might be an atheist, but you do value the importance of civil discussion, reasonable discussion, and the freedom to share ideas. I was visiting with my adult son in New Jersey a few weekends ago. He was having a party in his backyard, and I brought up the topic. Someone brought up the topic. I don't know if it was me. Uh, that was both religious and political. And my 29-year-old son said to me, Dad, we don't talk about religion or politics at our house. Just like, boom, that was it. That's that's just the rule of their house. We don't talk mm-hmm. about that. Right. I think it's, uh, first of all, I'm from New Jersey, so I can empathize. <laughs> but, Cran- uh, Cranford is where he lives. I have about a minute yeah. left, Michael, if I could jump in real quick, if I could get your closing thought on that, and uh, if you'll plug for your book where you can get it. Well, I think it's just a symptom of people don't know how to have a reasonable conversation. And the whole purpose of A Call for Courage, Living with Power, Truth, and Love in an Age of Intolerance and Fear, is it is a book that you can judge by its cover. It's designed to help you have reasoned, reasonable, intelligent non-insulting discussions with people about issues that are very important today. You can get it anywhere books are sold, A Call for Courage. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. And you can go to our website, too, couragematters.com, couragematters.com. And I hope that the book is an encouragement to people to throw some water on the, the raging fires today interpersonally that seem to have been taken over. Michael Anthony, thank you so much. It's 10 o'clock. The Glenn Beck Show is next. This is Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg. Talk to you again in 22 short hours. 